So I've I've started recording, and I just want to say right off the top, like just at the very front end of this, Jan, I have only played this game we're talking about today one time. Well, you want to know you want to know something? I have also played this game just once. 13 episodes in and we finally found a game <laughs> that we've both experienced exactly one time. Now, for context, that one time was about 4 months ago. And my one time I think was about 6 months ago or even so- more. So we've just spent some time reviewing the game that is going to be the namesake (laughs) of this episode, but just for the record, we have, in fact, only played it, say it with me, Jan, once. Once. That was a terrible, that was a, that was, we were so off pace there. I'm not sure if it was the Discord connection or just us not syncing up. You want to try it again? No, 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 not Magic has passed. What? What I would like to do is I would like to say welcome to Played It Once, a podcast about games we've only played once. The reality is most board games only make it to the table one time, and first impressions matter. So we made a podcast about ours. I'm your host, Jesse Anderson, and with me is the enigmatic, the uh, the cat collector himself, the moderately hairy reasonably handsome sophisticated gentleman and scholar jan bigas <laughs> hello hello everyone darn jesse i hate it when you steal these from me i, I hate know. it i'm I so know. good at reading them though it's really a shame when you when you successfully read them before me because as far as i'm concerned the audience meaning myself enjoys my rendition of them the most that however is not the point today we are talking about a game isle of cats yes isle of cats by the city of games jan that would be the publisher it's a shame you forgot about it however (laughs) however for context having only played this game once i'm not gonna hold you to the fact that you didn't remember that the publisher i'll say it again is called the city of games Hmm, you're right, it is City of Games. Gosh darn it, I was hoping you were wrong about that so I can re-record this entire thing. I'm not wrong about much, Jan, just everything. <laughs> so, Jesse, what is Isle of Cats? Uh, Isle of Cats is, is an adventure onto an island that's so slowly falling into the depths of evil. You're sailing your boat there and collecting as many cats as you can in various colors and hues and trying to arrange them on your boat so that they don't get into squabbling or fighting matches and you can escape the island, uh, rescuing and taking with you as many furry felines as possible, while also doing some research, collecting runes, uh, discovering ancient mysteries, and scoring points along the way. As far as I'm concerned... Everyone now knows what this game is. <laughs> so, on the mechanical st- standpoint, uh, this is Why? a polyomino tile placement game that also has hand drafting, right? So, the idea is that at the beginning of every round, you're going to be well, given card some drafting, currency. I think, would be the, uh, the state. Card but. drafting. Um, hand drafting would be very awkward. It'd be a mix of us just <laughs> holding hands and then trading in between everyone else that's around the game state. Look, I'm not saying I'm not against it. I'm just saying it's an entirely different gameplay experience. I don't know. I'm down to try that. Just collecting different hands from different people. That sounds that sounds entertaining. For me, it makes the best two-player experience you and I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So going back to the description of the mechanics. Um, so at the beginning of every round, you'll be given some money, which are fish here, and you'll have cards that you'll be able to draft. The trick is that you don't necessarily have to draft all these cards because some cards are going to cost you some of those fish that you're definitely going to need later. But in theory, what you're doing is that you're trying to collect two, well, multiple things. You're either trying to get more cats, and the way that you get cats is by getting cards that let you grab cats, or you're trying to get scoring conditions. So the game, throughout the entire thing, you are crafting your experience as you go along. Once you draft those cards, then you will go into the famous tile placement portion where it is that you're rescuing the cats, bringing them onto your boat, and trying to fill out different spaces so that you get more victory points by the end of the game. You're going to repeat this for a, for a, after at the end of the game, after five rounds, everybody will Jen's, tally up their points. Jen, Jen already, he's. we've said this four times now. He forgot it was five rounds. I interrupted him the first time. He said it was a mess. We've restarted once again. I want the audience to know the truth, Jan. To me, it sounds like you played this game six months ago. <laughs> and once you do that, you will tally up all the victory conditions that you've garnered, uh, seeing where you've placed all your cats, and whoever was the best at rescuing cats will win the game. And so that is I, Isle of Cats. I got to be honest, for the people that are listening to this, I specifically, if I was listening to this, I would not be intrigued by this game. So let me let me try to set some things up very, very purposefully here. First off, this is a visually interesting and, and very aesthetically stunning game. You have uh, cats that have a variety of different uh, features and, and, and colors and bright, vibrant patterns that they don't look like your normal house cats. In fact, the red faction which for me would be hands down my favorite faction, uh, have horns on them, which I think is a subtle reference to <laughs> a quackalope. It's a catalope, but it's, ve- it's a very su- subtle reference to our channel. Now, granted, we didn't exist and they didn't know we existed before they fully developed the art on this game. I still think it counts. The second thing is going to be that hand drafting phase really is one of the most integral parts of this. This is a tile laying and tile placement game, and that puzzle's interesting. But the gameplay is really going to come down to the fact that in that drafting phase, you're spending your resources to do things like gain baskets, which allow you to collect and carry more cats, uh, get endgame victory conditions for a certain type of cat or a certain type of placement pattern, and potentially get things that uh, buff your scoring conditions like gold or resources that help fill your ship in a different way. That is... I think for myself, where the heart of this game is, because you're not only preparing your own board, but you're also looking over at your opponents and thinking, I really don't want them to be able to score for red cats only, because I know me specifically, once I saw those horns, there was no going back. That ship was only and exclusively a red cat ship. No, and not and not just that, you know, like like any other drafting game, right? The cards that you're getting are definitely going to be passed to another player. So not just thematically because you like the colors, but it might be that you're trying to prevent another player from being able to score a huge amount of points based on their current board state, right? That being said, let's go ahead and set up the context for how we played this game. Uh, I played this as a two-player uh, head-to-head with Anna Maria from Girls Game Shelf. Uh, we did a recording of it. I lost the top shot, and so the recording the recording never got edited, sadly, and, uh, and to my dismay, and then I moved away down to Kentucky, and we haven't had a chance to get together again. I know. It sucks. 
<laughs> Whatever the case, uh, she actually taught me this game, so I have never read the rule book. Uh, I I just learned directly from her, and then we did a test run and played it on camera. Yeah, so so for me, I I sat down and played this with Vivian. Um, I was very excited about it. You know, this was in the time where it was getting all the praise. I think I actually grabbed the copy from you, brought it over to my place so that I can learn it for the channel. Did so, read the rule book, was a pretty uh, light, easy read. And sat down with Vivian and also had a two-player experience. So with that in mind, with the context that we played it in in mind, now is where we talk about our first impressions or first experience of this game. Because like the tagline says, first impressions matter. It's been three to six months since we both played it. Uh, we haven't gotten it to the table since then. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are around it. Because I know, I know myself personally... Uh, I really enjoyed Isle of Cats. I thought it was an interesting game. I loved the way that the boat filled out. I liked the tile placement, the pattern recognition of it. Uh, and I actually did go out and purchase the the fifth player and the extra cat expansion uh, from Labyrinth Games and Puzzles when they needed a little bit of support. That was one of the additions that I brought into my collection when I was looking for things to kind of add to my stockpile. I have no plans to uh, to get rid of Isle of Cats, and I hope to bring it to the channel sometime very soon. Yeah, so for me, I think it's important that I also set up why I wanted to play Isle of Cats. And I, I've already alluded alluded to that before. Um, Isle of Cats was a very popular game back six months ago, right? And I think it, to a certain point, it still pretty much is. This is a follow-up to The City of Kings, which was another gigantic game from City of Games uh, that also garnered a lot of attention. So City of Cat, uh, Isle of Cats being that follow-up, everybody was... So you know, over the moon with, with what was I mean, brought out. Just for context, Jan, it is currently uh, rank overall 230, strategy 131, and family 21. Well, there you go. And I, I think there's a lot of good reasons for that. But for me, I was I was actually just trying to discover like, wow, is this game really what everyone is hyping it up to be, right? So I went into this experience with a lot of expectations, okay? So so once we start talking through impressions and all that stuff, I want that to be very I want that to be very clear that I had I had listened to a lot of voices before setting setting myself down to play this, um that that definitely influenced my entire play of the Spoiler game. Spoiler alert, Jan, we're currently talking about impressions well no i know i just before i get into mine i wanted to make that clear now spoiler alert jan you're already into yours i thought that the drafting was definitely what makes this game shine right um it, if it wasn't for the drafting this would have been a pretty standard typical polyomino game the level of decision making every single time that you're drafting these cards is pretty substantial for the level of complexity that the game would have had um, in any other context, right? Uh, you have multiple spaces that you have to look through. Uh, first off, the blue cards in this game, they're going to be your victory conditions. And there's different, there are different types of blue cards. You're going to have the blue cards that are going to be public, that everybody knows what you're trying to score. And then you're going to have your private lessons, which are a little bit harder to do, but also will get you a bunch of points if you're able to complete them, right? Um, and besides that, all the other cards that you, you, you have the opportunity to get for yourself, also add a lot of crunchy decision making that is really interesting. Do you go for a lot of cats this round? Do you go for more instantaneous effects? Uh, do you go for some specialty cats like the Oshaks, which you can transform into any other color cat and are usually 
two times the size of any other polyomino in the game, and you just try to fill out your board with that? Or do you focus more on getting all those very juicy victory conditions that are in your hand right Or now. like I've said before, do you do the only appropriate thing to do in this game, which is collect the red cats alone on your board because blue and all the other colors can suck it. Also, hot take, wingspan, the only appropriate strategy is duck only. <laughs> and and not just that. So what, what makes the drafting so fascinating is that it's a closed economy, right? You're given only 20 fish, aka coins, at the start of your turn, and this is all you have for the entirety of the round. Sure, you can pass fish from one round to the other, but based on what I've seen in that first play, that's not necessarily going to be the case always. There's definitely a lot of things that you're going to want to take advantage of on your turn, and there's definitely cats that you're going to want to be able to buy on your turn as well. Um, so that, t- those $20, look, you don't buy the cats, like much you less. use the fish to lure the cats to the boat or to the basket specifically, which you then use to carry the cats to the boat. Right. Thematically, thematically. So once you have, once you've made the decision of what cards you want, then comes the even tougher decision of what cats are you going to bring in? That board, the ship board specifically is is complex, right? There's there's a lot of spaces well, in there. Well, and every single shipboard is also moderately asymmetric. So the zones and the way that the layout is, uh, that is always going to be unique, and it's a different puzzle you're trying to solve. Yeah, and the reason why it's different is that there's the rats, which are negative points at the end of the game. So imagine that you have a big boat, and there's going to be rats on there. So the idea is that you're trying to cover as many things as you can while you're putting in those cats and not just filling out or overlapping these rats you're also trying to fill out rooms and the more rooms you fill the more victory points you get for the end of the game because every every room you left without it being filled you're going to get minus points for so it's not that you have decisions when you're drafting cards and it's not that you have decisions when you're drafting the cats but you also have decisions when you're placing your cats onto your board do i want to place this uh, l-shaped polyomino here in the corner of my boat right now or do I need to start filling out this room? Because one of the key things in the game is that once you place down a single cat, all the other cats have to connect to that cat in one way or another. So it becomes almost like a chaining effect throughout the entirety of the board. That in itself is a really interesting choice, right, that the designers decided to do. Uh, It's something that I, it is pretty expected in a lot of polyomino games, but because you're working in a really tight grid, um, it just makes all the difference in the world. And I don't know, I find that, I find that ebb and flow of, do I want a lot of cards right now or do I want more cat right now? Do I want to focus on end game scoring right now? I, I find all those, all those points of deliberation really fascinating for what could have been a really light take on a tile placement game. Yeah, and all that being said, I I, I agree with a lot of the points you're making. Uh, I think the drafting phase is interesting, recruiting the cats is rewarding, and the decision of placing them on the board and spreading them across this mildly asymmetric ship uh, is an interesting and rewarding puzzle to solve. Uh, overall, I thought it, I thought it was a very fun uh, tile placement game. I liked the I liked the variations that it added to it. I liked the thematics, um, but it didn't. It didn't rocket to the top of every single tile placement game I've ever played. Instead, it stayed solidly within the realm of tile placement games. I would be happy to play this 
I would also be happy to play Baron Park. I would be happy to play Feast for Odin. Different types and different scales of games, but that that similar tile placement mechanic is something that I've always had a good time with. I 100% agree with that, and that was going to be probably one of my end points, right? Uh, Isle of Cats is a grand game, right? It's, it it's does exactly what it's uh, promoting itself to be. Um, it's accessible. It's engaging. There's a lot of variability in that box, but same as you. I did not necessarily find it as something groundbreaking. It did not become my, my the best tile-laying game I ever have. Actually, my favorite tile-laying game right now is Glenmore 2. That, to me, is the very top of all the tile lane games that I played, and I played a few, Isle of Sky being another one that I really enjoyed before. Glenmore also, you know, rose to the top after that as well. But not not to separate and not to talk about another game, but Isle of Cats definitely did a few things that I found were interesting, but I, I don't know, they didn't do enough to completely transform the genre for me to make this into my number one tile laying game that I, that I you know, I, I'm letting go of every other game I have for it. Yeah, for me, I have no plans of getting rid of the game. Uh, I would like to play it a few more times. Uh, but like you, it didn't, it didn't immediately reinvent or reintroduce the idea of tile laying. I think the drafting is really interesting, but I also think there's a degree of that drafting that is hard to control. It is hard for me to plan a strategy around what cards I might get. It is hard for me to uh, potentially cut someone off at the pass or get cut off at the pass when I'm trying to build a rewarding kind of tile placement pattern on my ship. Uh, I went all red. I leaned into that. I was able to get the cards I needed to, to pull victory condition, but I didn't necessarily feel like victory was hard fought and won. Uh, at the end of the game, I felt like I'd, I'd played and experienced a good game but victory was more ambiguous than than direct. I mean, I, I've played some games where I specifically feel like decisions and mistakes that I've made throughout the course of the gameplay led to whatever that end result was. In this case, it was more the experience of the game that was fun, which is usually how I attribute family games. Uh, and this one is highly ranked in the family game category, so I don't know that this is a critical thing. But the experience of the gameplay was more interesting or fun than the strategy leading to my victory. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that is like what you're critiquing about the drafting is also what makes this game incredibly unique, right? Because sure. you're able to craft your experience as you play the game. You're able to decide how you tally up your end game. Which I find is kind you of like control the most your salient. end game scoring, absolutely, mm -hmm. and you also potentially uh, place cards down on the board that control a end game score for everyone. So there's a little bit of give and take. There are some public scoring cards that you might score ten, and the other person might score five, and you have to weigh the math of is that worth me getting those extra points versus giving them a little bit of a bump. No, and and like yeah, and and, and that and that that is when. Isle of Cats shines, right? That is when it is the, it, the best ex, um, experience that you can have with Isle of Cats. In terms of the actual tile laying, I didn't feel that the tile laying was anything partic particularly amazing, right? I, I feel that there's probably going to be certain players that are going to be able to figure out the puzzle a little bit for that board because it's because it's all in a consolidated space, right? You're, you'll, you'll likely know that, yes, I have to go for the rats this time, and I have to make sure that I fill these amount of rooms specifically if I want to have any type of semblance of a chance to win this game by the end, right? I think those type of elements will always be a little bit deterministic. But again, 
that might be completely off once you start playing into these cards and everything you're getting. Yeah, and I would I would say I'm more I don't own Baron Park, but Baron Park for me is probably the tile laying game that I am the most interested to immediately play. Whereas Isle of Cats has been on my shelf for a while. I have no plans to get rid of it, but I also haven't sought to get it back out onto the table immediately. Um, which which means, you know, how does it fit into my collection? I'm not sure yet. I'd like to play more to discover. Or or you can bring it to our next uh, weekly quack Probably session not. and, you know, say uh, say adios, goodbye, see you later, sayonara, arrivederci. That being said, Jan, our ending question of these episodes, the things we always try to wrap up with, uh, why haven't you played this game in the past six months? I, I think it's clear. I, I, Isle of Cats is a great game, but it's one that is not necessarily surprising and it does not substitute or do anything in the genre that makes me want to write home about it. Um, it's a perfectly fine game. I would definitely play it again. I do not care to own it since I have other tile laying games that I prefer much, much more. Sure. That was one where usually we fight over games. That was one where you're perfectly happy. You brought it back and you're like, cool. <laughs> you're actually, that's, uh, that's exactly what I said. It was like, yeah, yeah, this is, it's cool. I liked it. It's fine. Yeah. 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 And then you, you left it, it at my you left it at my house and I was like, <laughs> oh, he didn't he didn't love it. Uh, I'm perfectly happy to own it. And I think that partially is because I'd like to bring it back to some of my family game nights around the holidays. Uh, I have a a group of kind of younger teenage and, and young young adult gamers, uh, my aunt and my nephew and my nieces that love to sit down and play games. And I, I like having the opportunity to bring something that I think will fit that table well um, that maybe they haven't had a chance to experience. And that being said, if they loved it, if their minds were blown from that experience, I wouldn't be opposed to leave it there <laughs> with them. I knew it. I knew it. So is that the way that we're going to get you to get, say goodbye to games? Possibly. I mean, possibly. Very. Po <laughs> I like giving people gifts. It's it's one of my it's it's one of the love languages that I exhibit. Like I really like hosting and giving. Um, that being said, I I do really like Isle of Cats. I had a good time playing it, and I would like to play it again. Uh, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't become an immediate kind of grail game for me. And there's a chance maybe tile laying games across the board because none of them have become instant owns or instant, uh, instant like games that I think I need to have on my shelf immediately. So there's a chance that tile laying games aren't always my favorite. You haven't played the right one then. Listen, Jen, I haven't <laughs> played a lot of things. That being said, the real, the real end to this is... Did you enjoy it, and would you play it again? I'd, I I answered this already, but I will answer it once more. Yeah, but we have to end with our like the I, actual we have to question. Yeah. Okay, it's a I, thing we do. I did I did enjoy. So it. I have played this game. <laughs> I did enjoy the game, and I I enjoyed the process of it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I did enjoy this game. I think it was I think it was a fine experience. I'm not sure that it reinvented the wheel, but it certainly was a good implementation. You know what? I'm done. This is it. This is it. We're done with this episode, Jesse. This latest failed attempt at bringing you quality entertainment was brought to you by the Quackalope Podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on any of our social channels or visit our website. But regardless of what you do, remember to do the important thing. Get out and play some games. Until next time.